This is the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. Oh, it's incredible! You could not write a script like this! The only podcast where the host actually admits to driving a minivan. Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be And now your host, TJ. And here we go again. Back again with the usual cast of characters. It's the Minivan Dad Soccer Pod. I'm your host, TJ. I'm joined by Coronavirus Chris up in Wisconsin. Word. Who just celebrated a birthday, so he's another year older. Man, you're getting old, man. I am. I am. And, of course, we've got senior editor of Hot Time in Old Town. We've got Hack Guy Pat. Hello, fitness friend. Hello. So, last time we spoke, we really didn't have a lot to talk about so we spent a whole lot of time talking about tiger king which i still have not watched i apologize for that i still uh, have not got did you put that podcast out i did put that out <laughs> excellent and that i didn't yeah you know so we don't ever know we, we record these shows for you and then sometimes they just don't no that, <laughs> that one went, that one went out that, that one was out there and um it is what it is that some th- some weeks we have a lot of content and some weeks we don't. And this week I feel like we have a little bit more content. Uh, we can talk about the, the, the DA. I know we talked a little bit of, and it being shut down and MLS taking over, but I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of not interested in that. So Pat, I'm going to, I'm going to lead, kick this over to you to let us get you know, started. You don't have to... <laughs> yeah. You know what? Shut up. It Who is funny. that the thing you lead with is the thing you say. I'm talking about this, but I'm this, is my intro. this is my intro <laughs> saying what I want to talk about. And you know what? It's my damn show. So well, shut up. And so we'll, maybe we'll what come would back. you like to talk about TJ? I would like to talk about Don Garber's comments this week made across the board about the future of MLS and what MLS is going to look like. And you've done some reporting on this. You've got some article. You got some stuff up on Hot Time in Old Town about this, and I think it's good stuff. So, Pat, why don't you kind of fill, give us an overview of what what's going on with the league and what where they're looking to go right now? Well, TJ, you'll remember that they had originally set the date of May 10th uh, as the day that they were hoping to uh, get back into play, which would put the Fire's first game of the season or the first game of the recontinuance of the season. Uh, against the impact on the 16th, I think that is. But that's going to be pushed back. That's definitely going to be pushed back. So what Garber was talking about this week was um, he said that uh, he's very interested in the idea of having a neutral site tournament to start restart the season um, as a way of, of getting things going. And whether that folds into the... Uh, season or whether that's basically the preseason matches that they need to get going or what. Um, So that's one key of it. The second is that almost for sure uh, the games will be played behind closed doors for a while, which I don't think is a surprise to anybody. The third aspect is he's got this idea of something called MLS studio. So he, he like many people realizes that unless your baseball um, atmosphere is pretty important to the, the television product and um, people will view it as kind of boring that the atmosphere in the crowd sort of feeds your interest on television and people will kind of be bored if there's no crowd because the crowd kind of provides the, um, the soundtrack almost of the game. So they're looking at very, very different ways of producing the games. 
whether that be, you know, with, with audio and I, I like Alexi Lalas had suggested, you know, maybe we pipe in crowd noise and I think that might be weird. Um, but I, I mean, do, I've do heard we, of uh, a certain team in London doing it. Do we <laughs> do we go the way of Taiwan and put cut out a cardboard people in the seats like they do <laughs> in the baseball in league? <laughs> I saw that in Germany too, uh, for getting ready for when they, the Bundesliga comes back. But um, but I, I think it'll probably be a lot of you know cameras down low. I think a lot of microphones. I think maybe the players will just be miked. So hopefully there's a delay. Um, it might be an interesting way of seeing that. So um, I'm, I'm very interested to see. He said the sky is kind of the limit with that, and I'm interested to see what they come up with because if you basically do the same thing that you do now, it will be weird. So if if you want to go crazy in a different direction, XFL style, um, RIP, by the way, uh, again, the uh that might be interesting so that that was one of the components of it and then the the last thing that he mentioned was um they don't really have a drop dead date to start the year yet and they're willing to push back mls cup as far as possible maybe even play it at a neutral site indoors somewhere if they're going to play it in the winter um so they don't have a repeat of what happened in toronto a few years ago but um but uh, nothing happens, sort of like most industries, nothing happens without widespread access to testing. And since we don't have that in America, they can make all these contingency plans and come up with all these, and do all this brainstorming and come up with as many ideas as they want. But none of this becomes a reality until people can actually get tested. So. And okay, and I want to the first the first thing I want to talk about is the. The pre the introductory tournament, preseason tournament, call it what you will. And Ron DeSantis down in Florida declared that basically professional sports are an essential industry. And I believe everybody looked at that and said, this is a big thing for the WWE. But yet you look at Major League Baseball, you look at Major League Soccer, and it seems like they're lo- what Florida is one of the big places they're looking at for possibly doing this. Do you think there was a t- that those commissioners were involved in that discussion and, and lobbying for that purpose. I mean, that, it seems like a logical conclusion that it would be Florida because they do have multiple places they can play within a reasonable, reasonable proximity thereof. Yeah. I don't and, know that for sure, but I, I think that makes sense. I just assume that, that Florida was made that call because Linda McMahon was in the uh, Trump administration, but, um, and that was just a favor to them. But I mean, yeah, it's, it's there's lots of different places within a reasonable drive or incredibly short flight that you could you could play if you wanted to do that. So, um, because and the reason maybe. why I the reason why I feel like that uh, was more than just the WWE in that sense is because Major League Baseball has talked about one of their contingencies being room, floated out there is the two leagues instead of American League and National League B would be the Cactus League and uh and the grapefruit league and basically have each have your leagues run out of their spring training camps because they all have their camps down there and do games that way so that's why i wonder if florida that's why benefit to that it's games i mean it gets games out there no i don't mean in that regard what is from a safety standpoint why is it safer to play them in, in arizona or florida um because all the teams have headquarters in in those states for spring training purposes 
So they already have facilities there. They don't have to go get them. And it sounds like we're going to be joined by an upset Mary Grace shortly. <laughs> I, I still don't understand, background. though. Like, it, it's it, – and, and I'm, I might be missing something, but but – why? Like, why? What's the difference between playing a game and in? Is it better to? Is it just better to have all the teams in close proximity to one another so you could control the environment a little bit more? I don't. I don't know what the argument is to that. So, um, I'm sure you know smarter people than me have have thought about it. But I, 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 and I think it. I think it's proximity and the fact that they have spots reserved out where they can do hotels and the teams. You know, or some of the players have now that already have houses down there too. Yeah, because if, that, if you're going to have everybody in one same hotel where it's sterile or whatever, maybe maybe you could make that work. Yeah, you can um, kind of lock it down. And the other yeah. one, the NBA, because the other one I keep hearing floated out there is the NBA using Las Vegas and doing something like that as well. Again, same thing. There's and and in both in Florida and Arizona, there are a lot of hotels around those spring training sites, so it would it makes sense to do it that they probably all have relationships with. So it might be easier to do it that way. I don't know. It just seems like, like I said, I felt like when that came up with the announcement of sports being essential, I'm like, I think this is bigger than, I felt it was just bigger than the WWE. But as you pointed out, Linda McMahon's tie in with. Yeah. I mean, that's, I feel like you're not wrong either. I feel like it could be somewhere in between probably. I, I kind of feel like, you had mentioned this off air, TJ, but everybody's mental health is starting to take a turn. And um, I kind of feel like bringing sports back could help that a little bit, make it, you know, alleviate some of that. But you can't bring it back until you can guarantee that it's, you know, you're not spreading it because sports are contact sports. Like you, you can't. No, you it's. Can't. You're 100 percent right. Now, now I'm going to play the chicken. It's kind of like I feel like a little bit of the chicken and the egg argument. It's part of it because people are talking about sports coming back already. Is that playing into it? Like we're getting anxious antsy to have that again. And when and when you realize maybe it's not there, you kind of it kind of bums you out as opposed to even last week where you're like, ah, this isn't even coming and it's not anytime soon. You've kind of accepted it where this week you're kind of getting that glimmer of hope. I don't, I don't know. Like I, 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 for me this week, it was just, it was like a realization of something that I knew, but was avoiding, which is that we have no idea how long this is going to last. And it's, it makes me go, it, it, it's sort of made me go from the all in, let's do this. Let's get it over with. Let's, you know, let's for the greater good to the sort of evil side of me, which is like, how long can we? do this and it, it's is this something we're really going to do for another year until there's a vaccine is this really what we're going to do because it can't we can't do this either there has to be some sort of um it's not like it's that hard either i, I go back and forth with myself on it. I'm, I'm i'm at home it's not like i'm in normandy but it's no you're it, you're at home you have a yard and so you know and things like that and and let's let's face it realistically weather-wise here hasn't helped us and and nah, i get it but and other people who are listening that are all over the place, Illinois, it's been cold. We had snow yesterday. We're getting snow tomorrow. It's mid-April. So you really can't go outside. But then again, you look at people in the city, people in New York, and some of these other urban areas, they don't have yards anyway. They might have a balcony. So we're kind of, maybe that's, you know, so maybe we're feeling like going stir-crazy when we really shouldn't compared to what some of the other, some other people are going through. But... I think you're right, though. I 
there's a whole lot of bad decisions that have to be made. I, I feel this. I kind of feel like in this country, um, the NBA is kind of the leader as far as as what will happen. I, I um I, I feel like the NFL would always err on the side of making money over public safety. Um, I think the what other leagues. You <laughs> think the other leagues uh, are a little more cautious and a little smarter, and I feel like the NBA is kind of the leader of those other leagues. So we'll we'll see. I mean, you saw the NBA pull the plug first, so um, I guarantee you the NFL would have been the last to pull the plug if they were actually playing at this time. So. Well, and and I don't know if I mentioned this last week or if this came up afterwards, and I, I, I but I saw an article, an interview with Barry Alvarez, the athletic director at Wisconsin. And he's talking about three or four different budgets that they have set for the next year based on whether they have fall sports at all, whether they have or whether they they, whether they have fall sports, don't have fall sports, but have winter Mm -hmm. sports or don't have winter sports even. So, I mean, there's a whole lot of unknowns involved and there's a lot of contingency planning to hear that many for a major college, you know, like Wisconsin. It's like with everything. There's so many different. Which you're, we talked about this off air too, but like it's no one's wrong to be coming up with a bunch of different scenarios because that's what you should be spending your time doing. Now it's the question of with all the different states and, and when you get the leagues involved, the Canadian provinces too, on all these different timetables, is it a better idea to wait and see and keep pushing it out? as needed or is it a better idea to say we're locked down till the 4th of july or we're locked down to the end of the year i i i don't know i would kind of rather we we wait and see constantly like i i i I don't see a reason to some people were mad at mls for um because they haven't formally at least maybe they did tonight but they're gonna do it soon they haven't formally pushed back that may 10th date yet and i'm like why do they need to What's the point? We all know that it's going to be pushed back after that. So there's no rush in setting a new arbitrary date. Why? We, we know. It is, it, I don't think it, it affects planning at all to just wait and see. So and, and I, I guess think I that's just the, the Twitterization of things or the true. social media uh, you know, focus of people's complaints. That Yeah, everybody is like, wait a minute, why haven't they said anything when... Yeah, realistically, of course that date's not going to happen. And they have up until, say, May 9th to confirm that. But um, uh, what, whatever. I, I, I have trouble getting uh, um, upset about that when right. <laughs> there's so many other things right. to, <laughs> to, to worry about. And I think we have now come across the first in the history of the minivan dad soccer pod, as short of a history as it is. Chris being the voice of reason on anything. This is a new thing for us. Um, I do what little I can. I, I gotcha. Uh, so games behind closed doors in this MLS production studio or studio or whatever, Pat, Chris, I, what, you guys both work in media. You guys both have worked on television. What kind of things can you, I know Pat, you alluded to a bit of them. The camera's low. Would, what would a sound, I mean, adding a soundtrack to do, when you know there's nobody there, I guess that's kind of the well. The catch. I, I guess the question that, is what's interesting. Yeah, like it's is it is crowd noise? Crowd noise would be stupid, I think, unless you know. Maybe crowd I'm noise not. would look stupid, would make them yeah. look bad, and would just I'm, be made fun of. 
having um, the players well mic'd. I think I'm sure what's really going to happen is yeah, it's going to be it's going to be field mics. Uh, coaches probably get actual like lav mics on them or something. Um, Imagine the disgust of a Thierry Henry. Oh, think about it. Yeah. Except Thierry Henry, I, Thierry Henry just starts talking. He just starts swearing to... in French. I mean, <laughs> I love if it. I, if I knew I had to wear a mic and be on camera, like I'd be pissed off, you know, because I'd want to yell things. These guys, these these guys all have the money effectively to like never have to worry about that and can walk away. At least many of them, not not all of them, but you know, like. To them, it's it's a it's a stupid inconvenience, or, or it's it's a stupid. Um... Who's going to be the Greg Popovich? I don't know how much <laughs> you guys watch, but his his oh, yeah. quarter interviews are amazing. Who's going to be the Popovich of this? I I guess that let's have some fun with this. Who do you think would be have Peter the Vermes might most be likely? pretty good. What's that? Peter Vermes might be pretty he good. Does seem like he is angry and vocal enough that something could come out there. Yeah. So you uh, think. So he'd be your best. I mean, Thierry might be pretty funny, honestly, too. Uh, I wonder what'll happen in like it, in that case. Let, let's say that let's say that happens. What will they do about like you know, comments about referees? Because sure, you get fined if in the post game um, presser you you badmouth the referees. But what about in the heat of the moment when you're like? Come on, you know this is rigged or whatever. Like the the things you would yell at a referee on the field, but now you get a microphone on you. What what are they going to do? Because I'm sure that's that's what they've got to turn to. Because yeah, field mics, uh, or I mean, a, a crowd noise is going to sound stupid, look stupid. Um, Music so would you, be you terrible. Mic things up. Oh God, don't. Do you no. remember the? My buddy. Uh, one of my son's old coaches played in, in um, one of the indoor leagues. I get them all mixed up in the mid nineties for the Chicago power. And I was looking up one of his old games on YouTube and uh, they played music during the game. I don't know if they still do that with indoor, but it's ridiculous. So um, I don't know, but I do think that, um, they have a it is there's a cool thing they could do with access i really think like if, if they're going to provide a lot of, you can't screw with certain things there's a certain vantage point where the camera needs to be otherwise people will be upset like that that well, it just you, needs to be I there mean, if yeah if you did everything from uh from cameras positioned on the field like you're getting coaches view it's hard to read a game like that but, especially when you can only see what's what's right in front of you what if that's something you could get streaming? They, if, yeah, if the main I, I games can see on ESPN, they offer that. Yeah. yeah, something you like get that. Coach's view or something, effectively. Right. Like, and there's lots just, of cool things that could come of this. Yeah, so. I mean, we talked about this, and it might have still been a U.S. fan TV thing when we were when the, with the uh, World Cup in in Russia. We wanted a camera on Maradona the whole time. Hell, I, if MLS <laughs> is going to be playing, I still want a camera on Maradona the whole time watching an MLS game. I think that. <laughs> I would wa- I'd watch that too. <laughs> See how many lines of coke he does, and so on and so forth. That said, what I, have you? I, that said, I feel like some of these mic'd up and access ideas I think are amazing, and it'll be curious when this happens because I'm under the presumption it will at some point. July. It, it but even feels so, like how much July, of it? I think yeah. The current it, NWSL timeline is end of June. 
Correct. I, it kind of feels. That, that seems like re- that seems possible. Yeah. We, I, I keep in conversations I have with coworkers, friends, and so on. I always keep saying, I feel like the Fourth of July is a good over under on when you might start seeing some. So, but that's just it's an opinion. <laughs> I have no scientific basis behind it, but it just feels like the Fourth of July might be the first time you start seeing some of this get lifted up with any seriousness. But what I'm curious about is when this is all said and done without crowds and some of these mic mic'd up players, coaches, referees, so on and so forth. I, th- I feel like some of these things that they get to try out will find their way into the game permanently. And probably that's what Garber said. Uh, well, and, and we, he look, even said that there's always season some tournament paradigm shift. I mean, yeah. When we've talked, we've talked about it when, when it comes to referees and with Australia that when they go to VAR, you can hear the discussion. Yeah. I feel like that's going to be something. The ref th- that'll be something that will come out of this. And they'll say, "Well, it worked when we were doing," the- and they'll carry it out. But it's like it feels like it's the excuse to do some of the things they've been toying with anyway. But they get to test some of this stuff out. Yeah, I I, I don't know. I I do. You know, this is kind of a minor thing, but I do wonder what they're going to do with the first two games of the year that everybody had, you know, it's like in the case of the fire, they played a, a, a West, a team from the West and a team from the East. If they're going to go to a conference only abbreviated schedule, do you just throw out the game they played against the Sounders? I, you know, lots of unanswered questions and it's kind of dumb to speculate on it, but I, I do in the end, no one can really decide what we're going to do until we have a more clear picture of, you know, testing and and what the public health people are saying. So, but I do think that um, we're going to see sports in some form, especially <laughs> and, you know we're going to see the Bundesliga. So sports. And, and, and Pat, I think, and, and you did touch on it earlier. I, from a mental health perspective, I do feel it's important. I, I that I agree with. As trivial sports seems, sometimes I feel like mental health wise. Even I behind to, closed doors, even whatever, if it can be done. I used to joke that Arsenal ruined my weekend, <laughs> but now I want my weekend to be ruined by Arsenal. Yeah, at least I could go do something. Ride this out it, at the Highbury. As, yeah, as bad wait as, till this blows over. Well, and 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 I think Pat, I think you kind of hit an an you know the untold part of it. It's the social interaction with it. The fact yeah. that, and I get it. You and I, you don't get to. But you you mentioned the other day when we were texting back and forth about going to a fire game, going yeah. to the Highbury. I mean, there are so being able to interact and talk soccer with the Doesn't people. Doesn't even have to. to be. I don't even need to talk to anybody. Like it just to be in that environment with the people kicking the ball around and getting a beer in a plastic cup and overpaying for it. And you know, if if you're at uh, Seat Geek Stadium having somebody not understand how to work the register and wait and struggle and then the credit card machine doesn't work and then they have to call somebody over and then they finally just give you your stuff for free because they can't figure it out. Um, an, I miss all that, of that. Pat, is, a, is an unspoken or an, I guess a forgotten upgrade to moving to Soldier Field was the fact yeah. that you have credit card terminals that will likely work all Once the time. Once a year minimum that happened to me at fire games. And I, I wasn't was even a season the, ticket holder. I only a, went to six a year, probably <laughs> once a year minimum. 
there was some sort of massive credit card failure or or a computer problem, I have walked away with like forty dollars in free food and beer because they just couldn't accept my payment. They're like, "Do you have cash?" I'm like, "No, I don't," because I'm not gonna tell you that I do because that seems stupid right now. I wonder, you know, Pat, because you're I miss you're, all of you're in a, you're in a Madigan district area. Yeah, how much of that? was planned with the blank bank of Bridgeview because everybody had to go get cash eventually. <sighs> and you had to pay that ATM fee, which was like $600 per transaction. You know, his office was raided and, uh, Richard Daly's law firm is getting all the business from the legal bills on that. Miraculously. Um, that was in the tribune today. This constant, stealing wherever they possibly can um enriching themselves at the cost of the public it, well it goes on everywhere it it does and chicago is is really really good at it i guess or bad i guess tj you alluded to the fact that we are not going to talk about the da because you don't care at the beginning of the show for everybody what are we going <laughs> to talk about besides that and you know should it be neymar's stepdad you know what Pat, I'm going to leave it to – actually, we're going to turn it to Chris because Chris had a birthday this week. We're going to let Chris decide. Do we talk about the DA or do we talk about Neymar's stepdad? Well, see, I have one thing about the DA that we have not talked about amongst ourselves, and I've not looked this up on Twitter to see if, if, if people have jumped into it. But it just seems to me that based on what I know of, I don't know, the internet, how has no one commented on the fact that U.S. soccer dumped the DA – MLS said we're picking this up within hours and there's no talk of like some and a deal and that this is like some kind of conspiracy. I think because it's it's it, it's so upfront that it's it was such a planned coordinated move that it's so obvious that they were in on it together that maybe you you can't even call it a conspiracy just because it, it was just something that they did together. So and it was I, like, I, I feel like the the comedic, for lack of a better term, is all these changes at U.S. soccer, including the the dissolving of the DAs and so on and so forth. They're doing it under the disguise of the of the of COVID-19. Yeah. And there is zero chance that that was the case. These were all planned. It's just no, it, I feel it's, like they get the yeah. dump all at once. The rumor that the DA was going to split into two tiers and the MLS clubs were going to control the top tier has been around for a couple of years. This has obviously been in the works. This is just what, you know, if you're going to have MLS control the top tier, you just give them to them all together. The DA was losing money. U.S. soccer is at a point where it's going to have to make some difficult decisions with, with their 75 different lawsuits. And ultimately, again, <clears throat> none of this is about the kids, the players and their experience. All of it is about money and control. So this is kind That's of sad. Just, that, I, I'm stunned that U.S. soccer will be more about money than it would be about playing, about kids, and so on. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm stunned by this. This, that's like saying Chicago politics and crooked politicians. I, I'm stunned. I don't get it. But anyway, so there's a whole lot of house cleaning at U.S. Soccer. The DAs are gone. There's a there's a power struggle to fill these. Ultimately, from a player development perspective, for either of you, is, is this a good thing or a bad thing, or is it irrelevant? I think we have to wait and see. 
I, I, the DA didn't produce the stars that it promised. I mean, some of them, some of the stars played in it, but I think we have to wait and see how it shakes out. I think we have to wait and see where the big clubs that aren't MLS academies go. Um, I do tend to think ECNL is a, will, will benefit from this. Um, so, but we won't know the answer to it for like 10 years to truly know if, if it improved or if it didn't, the quality of players. That would be true. So, but I guess, I guess it's a mess. It, it, well, it absolutely is a mess, but I feel in some senses, like all the, you know, and, the, and I guarantee it's more of a Twitter thing than anything else is everybody who wanted change at us soccer. Well, they're getting it. I mean, yeah. whether it's under the, like I said, under the excuse of a pandemic or not, they're getting the change. They're getting change. I don't know if, like you said, I don't know if it'll be worth anything, but they're doing it anyway versus the status quo. But uh, yeah, it's it's um, I, I don't know. Like I, I feel bad for the fire because they finally were getting the the new. Uh, folks in charge of the fire are really, really huge on the academy, and they obviously signed five kids out of the academy over the last month or so, um, just to kind of prove that they're investing in these kids, and, and they want to be basically the Dortmund of MLS and grow players, which is a very exciting thing, and you can't do that if there's not enough competition for those kids to play against. Now, the, some of the better MLS teams that were in the DA complained that the the drop off was huge. That was what they. That's why they wanted to split into two tiers in the first place because they 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 don't it doesn't benefit them to go beat somebody eight nothing. So the the gap was too large with the teams that were in the DA, and that's why they wanted to split it up. But I, I just don't know how you work out. Are they? Is it if it's just going to be the MLS teams? Are they just going to fly with the, with the, you know, the first team and just play their games that way? Because there's a big cost travel issue there to deal with. If they are going to allow more teams in, there's been talk of the USL Academy system joining up with MLS. There's been talk of some of the bigger clubs being allowed in. Basically, um, how are they going to decide who gets in, and 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 are those clubs going to be treated like second class citizens? I tend to think that some of the clubs will be afraid that they will be treated like second-class citizens, and that might push them over to ECNL. So I don't know, though. We're going to find out. It's going to be interesting. And yet another, there's probably going to be a lawsuit out of it if everything hey, else is any indication from U.S. Soccer. Hey, if and if if nothing else, U.S. Soccer and lawsuits. You'd think at some point they get good at them. <laughs> based on the women's, well, not based on the women's case. Probably doesn't seem like it. However, you think at some point with all the practice they have with lawsuits, they will get good at them. I've been looking back at uh, during this time, like a lot of us are, I've been looking back at old sports moments. Um, and, I, I, you know, U.S. Soccer has been putting out some pretty cool content with with players commenting on games that they played in. I, I talked to Jonathan Bornstein about one of them about the goal he scored against Costa Rica. They did another one with Chris Armas and, and uh, Claudio Reyna this week. Um, and just in, in general, there's another thing that you guys know that I have coming to, to 
tomorrow that I don't want to say yet. Uh, but just looking back at some of those moments from like 10 or 15 years ago when, when we were excited and happy and it felt like the sky was the limit for how good we were going to be as a country <laughs> in, in men's soccer. We, you know, we, we thought we were going to continue to get, we thought it was just like a, an upward trend the whole time. And you look back at that and now it's just like disgust and lawsuits and anger and losing. It's been and nothing but downhill. It's, it's really terrible. Like it, it's like, I, I have the, <clears throat> the image of like DeMarcus Beasley scoring the goal and then shrugging everybody off and the streamers coming down in Columbus and, and how we felt we beat, you know, that moment against Mexico, we beat Spain in 2009. Like U.S. soccer was good for a while, not just the national team program, but I I think, and maybe it's, I was young and naive and I didn't realize that it was a bad operation at the time. But since then it's just, Hopefully the Will Wilson and Cindy Parlocone can fix it and, and restore it back to to what it was. Because, you know, we used to shit on Sunil, but it was... <laughs> he never did this. Never as bad as, as since he left. So, But that uh, said, a lot of I feel like a lot of the groundwork to the issues that they're having started under Sunil. I mean, probably. as you as you said earlier, you won't know the results of this. Yeah, DA being dissolved for ten years, well, five to ten years, same thing. A lot of the issues they had now started five or ten years ago. I mean, that like, well, yeah, like the DA. I thought the DA was a great idea. It was not a success. It was it was wasn't executed well but it was a great idea get everybody under the same roof under the same umbrella you know it's i i it it's tough to it's tough to see you know i feel like it'll get better and and i talked to somebody who knows will wilson and he spoke incredibly highly of him like he's a really bright guy and a really strong leader and, and i hope that um I hope that things work out well under him. Obviously, none of us want the Federation to fail. There are people in this country, some of them on Twitter, who, you know, it makes themselves feel better when the Federation fails because it makes them feel like they're they're uh, right. But I want to I, I, I want to go back to what we what we had, and I'll, I'll be the first to say it. I want to go back to what was 2014 when you're at Grant Park when you know, and Grant Park is crowded with people and you know, the, whatever the, the entertainment district in Kansas city is wall to wall people watching us soccer playing Brazil. And I want to go back to that. I think those are some of the things I want to go back to. And yeah, this is something, yeah, you have to really give the women's program credit because they've won two world cups since then, in spite of being members of us soccer. (laughs) And I I think we've talked about that on the show before. It's just that, in, it, it is. It, it's in spite of. So, it's honestly trans- since the crest change, and I like the new crest, but I like the old one better. So I'm, you know what? God, you know, I, look, I think about the Waldo and like the and Landon Donovan sliding in the Centennial in in Columbus again after scoring the second goal in 2013. Like I think about all the, you know, obviously the, you know, the Algeria goal, and there's so many other moments that. Um, but stick in your head as being fun and exciting and, and so, even the losses, like, you know, losing the Mexico in the gold cup final. Sure. It hurt, but, 
um, it didn't feel like we were on a different planet back then. So, and, sorry, I'm gonna. I, I you're talking about moments in U.S. soccer and the positive mm-hmm. ones. And ESPN FC put out something tonight, and I and I I want to kind of tweak this Ooh. to a U.S. soccer version, and it was. If you dun, could change, dun, dun. if you could change history, what choose one to happen? Robin scores versus Spain. Gerard doesn't slip versus Chelsea. Higuain scores versus Germany. Orlando scores versus Belgium. Let's do a quick U.S. soccer one version. Orlando versus Belgium. I, I was just going to say, wait a minute. We all ball, know. We all know what the answer is there. Or, or it would be the the, the, the handball hand hand versus yeah. Which one? Which one of those two would you guys? Because we would have played Turkey, right? Or South Korea. We would have played one of those two teams, which means whoever Germany played, which means I don't want to say it, but we could have been in the World Cup final in in the in two thousand two. Like that that was that was razor thin. It it's certainly it's certainly tempting to go there, but that was at least earlier in the game. The Wando thing goes in. That's the end we of win. that game. Yeah, you're right. Yep. We win that fucking game for sure. Like, there's, they don't come back. No, that no, was the end. That, uh, that that game's over. Like, what what was it? Two more minutes or something after after that that went over. Um, that sounds about right. Before the whistle blew. Um, and let's not forget, Landon would have scored. And absolutely, um, you know, like, we can. Like that's fewer projections to me, and yeah, it it still would have taken another game to to mean anything, even in two thousand two. Um, not not to say that even where we got didn't mean something, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so I have to go with Wando because even if even if we bounced in the next match, who cares? Like the answer the, kind. And, and Chris, I, I disagree with you because even if they beat Belgium, they're playing Argentina next. They're getting throttled. Oh, like, yeah, that's probably. Right. However, but, in 2002, the next round would have been South Korea. And they might have made the final. Well, but then again, to beat South Korea in Seoul. Yeah. Would have been it would have been a challenge. Would have been a tall order. Um, uh, there's another one to throw out, and that's that. I don't feel any stupid gold is disallowed in Panama or Tim Howard doesn't let one slip in for four from 40 yards out. And we actually make the 2018 world cup. I don't think we would have done anything, but it, and maybe in the end, that's fair. Um, maybe in the end it's, it's better that we didn't make it just because it exposed some of the problems and and we can hopefully get them fixed. But, um, you know, I would have enjoyed interesting world cup. That's an interesting question. I mean, or, you know, Mexico doesn't, you know, give up a fluke goal in there. But there's a lot of things with 2018. And you're saying you wouldn't have done it. They wouldn't have done anything in the 2018 World Cup. Likely. But again, the draw is everything when it comes yeah. to this World Cup, the, the World Cup. And and the, six months is or eight months is such a massive amount of time in international soccer. I think you could. Never mind. Go ahead. You you could it you could go from, I mean Croatia went from crap to <laughs> yeah. making the final. Like it, it's you, it's such a massive amount of time that yeah it felt like because of that qualifying cycle that we wouldn't have done anything. But maybe Klinsman's right. He's nuts. But maybe he's right. Maybe we would have made the 
semifinal or whatever he said we would have made. So, um, I don't know, but it, it's that's tough. Do you? I was I'm writing something about this about about the fire for hot. What time. about? But yeah, do you fix a bad failure or do you try to push a team that's on the brink to something even bigger? You know, to be fair, without 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 Zusi, Mexico doesn't make the 2014 World Cup, correct? I mean, my, correct. My, uh, yeah, Mexico made the knockout stages. What about what about 2006 Italy? Either the goal that they claimed uh, was that to Marx's goal. It was. Yeah. Come, come to think of it, um, yeah. that that they called back because McBride was. Uh, screening the goalie as the referee yeah. said yeah um even though he wasn't close enough to have done anything like that whatsoever uh or that um uh daniel de rossi got the red card then he should have gotten a red for breaking McBride's for breaking open. uh yeah yeah and uh. and that game was called properly and we we won that game that was the angriest i ever was as a u.s soccer fan even that, including that is Trinidad. one of that is one of my angriest uh that yeah the the, the trinidad game i was so i was shell-shocked and depressed anger isn't the right word for it maybe depression is um u.s fan tv's video of that night suggests otherwise you seemed pretty angry on that but I, 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 I was, I was angry as well. I, I mean, I can, I can certainly remember parts of that. Um, that's why I'll never watch it. <laughs> I don't want to relive that moment. Um, so I, I can remember some things. Yes, I was, I was very angry, but like it was more anger to probably address the fact that I was so, uh, hurt by it, I guess. Um, 2006 I was I was like let's fucking burn this shit to the ground because of that game had uh had we not scored had uh had that um goal for um against Algeria not gone in in 2010 I probably would have been even angrier right there that we were going to get bounced out in the opening round because we got screwed out of a, a winning goal in the previous game I was ready to like murder someone right there and that and for the, go ahead, was Pat. just that moment, though, because oh. of the result, the, the swing in England like... in, in the England match and then in, in our match, like that moment is still just that that went from just 30 seconds so before I was screaming at my TV yeah. enough that I'm sure everyone in the entire building I lived in could hear me screaming nuts, so angry, swearing. I probably threw because we things. knew we were done. Yeah, we were, absolutely. There was no chance. I remember screaming, "This is bullshit. We're gonna get sent home because we got fucking cheated." And then two seconds later, screaming, "Holy shit, we fucking did!" And like going nuts, throwing things in celebration, going out in the street. And I was in uh, a Donovan jersey, um, and people honking their horns and waving at me and stuff. Uh, that game was like the depths of the, the in in ten seconds probably was the depths of the depths of of like depressive anger to the uh, heights of 
of elation that I I I, I can't think to uh, to equate it to right now. Okay, so so let's let's kind of bring this back full circle because I do have one more topic I want to kind of get. Well, yeah, I like got, you guys got way off topic there. Well, no, I, I'm glad because this actually was kind of fun to go into. Um, what would be the one thing you'd switch? Let's get to the bottom line. What would be the one event you would switch in U.S. soccer history for that? Re- you know, I think for me it's O2 because you got to go for it, right? If you're that close, if you got the window open, if you're there, you got to go for it and see what happens. And to have a semifinal appearance in this day and age, maybe even a third place. I don't remember if they did third place that World Cup, but um, it, it was too. I don't know. Uh, that's it for me to to right the wrong against Germany in 02. And you know what? Germany's a great team. That was early in the game, and maybe we still would have lost. <laughs> um, I'm laughing at your text. Uh, like that. They... That's that's my that's my point about that one. Like that's why I'll take. Um, 2014 over over that one just because that was a deciding goal um but i don't know if i if i have the chance to to replace anything i i probably would replace the 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 tnt game because in the end in the in the end I, actually, no. I would for sure replace that. I would for sure change the outcome there because, come on, it's killed everything since then. Like, Maybe it, it's pretty that's much a good killed, thing. It, it borderline killed U.S. fan TV for us. Like we may never return again. I don't know. You know, like for for as much as uh, it still apparently gets views, um, at least our, our our show from that night, I. Like everything since then has been downhill for U.S. soccer. My, my, I don't know, desire, my drive to, um, to like participate with U.S. soccer events and things it has has gone simply because of that. Um. So yeah, I I think I have to go there. It, and it was too detrimental and. It, it, it maybe would be one thing if, if you could make the case that truly they burned everything to the ground and they're starting anew and we're going to do things right this time. They haven't. Today, yesterday's changes to U.S. soccer didn't change anything. No, and, and no. Sadly, you're right on that one. It is all the all the talk of yeah, maybe they'll get there. No, they 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 hadn't. And. I think I'm going to agree with Pat. Ultimately, I would take the 2002. It was in the 49th minute, but the way that team defended, I don't think that, I don't think Germany was going to beat them. I just, I don't see, I felt like that team's defense was that good on that day specifically. I, I, I do think that, that had that been called properly, um, there's an extremely good chance that we would have won that game. Now, all that said, look, we still had to put away the penalty. Then we still had to proceed to to win the rest of the game. I put 2014 over that simply because that goal was effectively the end of that game. All right, put that one in, and and and, and I guess and we're I guess on. I guess if I if if you're going to go off that putting that many hurdles, I would take getting into the 2018 tournament because 
One well, that's why, things, yeah. I, because yeah. you just don't, because once you're in, you don't know what'll happen. The right. draw, everything else you don't know, and you can't say, and maybe they go on a run. Like, I don't remember going into the O2 tournament, sitting there and going, oh my God, this team is so much better. This team should make a run. It kind of came up out of nowhere. And I get it. You had a young Landon Donovan. You had a, a lot of it was, yeah. And you didn't, you know, you, uh, Brad Friedel instead of Casey Kelly. There were a lot of things that went into that that you didn't know. Nobody, yeah, nobody could have predicted uh, uh, John O'Brien, Donovan, Beasley. Like, these guys, they were kids, you know? Correct. And that's why maybe 2018, maybe Pulisic on a bit, you know, on that stage does something amazing. You don't know, but you got to get in. And so, yeah, we kind of went off topic there. So, but I'm glad we did because that, that actually, after kind of the, some of the depressing stuff we talked about, it made me happy. So now I'm going to turn this one kind of, you guys mentioned this before we got started here. Neymar stepdad, and I know nothing about this, but you guys said you wanted to talk about this. <laughs> so and if we're going to have fun, I want to finish on a high note. So let's, what do you, somebody explain this to me. So is this, Neymar's, Tiger, is this Tiger, King, Tiger King level of crazy? Yeah. It's kind up of. There. I don't know if any meth is involved, but and I don't know if he rubs those balls in her face. But, um, but apparently Neymar's mom, who is in her late 50s, uh, is divorced, I think, from Neymar's dad. Neymar's dad. Remember, Either way, Neymar's like dad has has given has given his blessing to this yeah. relationship. Um, Neymar's mom is dating a twenty two year old TikTok dancer, um, and his dances are ridiculous. <laughs> They're so stupid. I, I can't. It's yeah. You got to see it. If you Google Neymar well, stepdad, and and wasn't wasn't he like president of the Neymar fan club or something too? Like supposedly he wrote a letter to Neymar saying, or, or maybe it was something on social media saying, "I hope we can meet someday. Uh, I I feel I feel uh, I feel God will bring us together or something like that." Like this, this is information some, I don't have. Some, like but... real cheesy comment. And as far as anyone can tell, this was before he had met his mom. So <clears throat> this was presumably, unless she was getting with him as uh, several years ago, basically as a kid, um, this was before the two of them had, had come into contact. So this was just him personally worshipping Neymar. And then turns out that, that uh, yeah, he... <laughs> He's now with his mom, but Neymar's like what, 28, 29? Yeah, Neymar, Neymar's twenty eight. Neymar, Neymar is twenty eight. Neymar is twenty eight. This dude's twenty two. Have you looked him up, TJ? I, I Google it. And I'm reading, and I'm going to the bastion of great journalism, the Sun. But I figure when it comes to something like this, they've got they it. probably have facts. They at least have yeah. the they at least have the facts correct. Um, yeah, it's 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 a difficult week historically to uh, read the Sun. Um, yes. They're not. Uh, I don't think they're busy blaming Liverpool fans for their own death this week, but maybe. Um, but uh, yeah, they 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 always tend to have stuff like this. And so it's weird. It, it's it, Tiger it's King level weird. It's incredibly weird. So yeah, he's twenty. Tiago Ramos is twenty-two. Neymar's mom is fifty-two. Neymar's twenty-eight, and Neymar's mom and dad split. Neymar Santos Senior in twenty sixteen after twenty-five years of marriage. So Doesn't yeah, this is Tiago Ramos. Sound like if you said that name, I'd go, yeah, he plays midfield for Real Madrid. <laughs> like I'm positive, yeah, yeah. like that's yeah. like 
or he's the or he's the brother of Sergio Ramos. Yeah, he, yeah. He's like it's sort of... it's just a soccer. It's the most generic soccer name. Pretty much, yeah. Brazilian soccer name there is, yeah. So. So I guess to sum it up, if you haven't read this, just as I think Pat, you said, just Google Neymar's stepdad or something, and and then go look this guy up on TikTok just to see these stupid dancing videos. <laughs> They're so terribly <laughs> dumb. Yikes! He's not even a fifteen-year-old girl who, you know, you can kind of excuse them for doing crazy dances. Um, he's a 22-year-old guy. And, I mean, he's got douchebag written all over him. Maybe he's yeah, nice, yeah. but it's he gives off a... He's got a douchebag vibe. Let's put yes. it that way. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's, he's, he's strong in the douche ways. There's something off here. And the fact <laughs> that you've... Now, Pat, I guess my question for you out of all this is, the fact that we're spending time talking about this, is this telling us that we are spending way too much time inside and not don't have enough to do? Um, yeah, that's pretty <laughs> fair, I think. So, I mean, I have like, like all of us here, we I have children, so I'm never really bored, but I'm also not doing as much productive stuff as I would like. Well, no, I mean, realistically, at this point, if everything was going, we would be at soccer practices, yeah. we would have, yeah. you know, we'd be getting ready for work. Well, <laughs> we still have that, thankfully. Um, but you, you'd have soccer practices. You'd have games coming up. You'd have fire yeah. games, Red, I mean, Red Stars games. And now I'm just a homeschool teacher. How is the new math treating you? I like the new math. You do? I might be the only person, but I, when I was a kid, watched. I had these like VHS tapes of because I liked math of how to do math in your head easier than you know writing it out the old way and it was basically this so uh when i like the way that they're teaching it because everybody's got access to a calculator so there's no need to do long form math everybody's got a calculator in your pocket but if you could do it in your head a little quicker i think that that's beneficial so i like it and i'm the only one i'm sure no I, i i i remember some infomercial that did something comparable to it so i i'm not against that's what i'm sure this videotape was sure yeah so as we wrap this one up uh this show up what do you got coming up at hot time in old town pat uh i have a thing that i don't want to share because i don't want to jinx it but i'm very 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 excited about someone i'm going to be talking to tomorrow can we tease it perhaps about the fact that we've already talked about some things that might relate to this person tonight we indeed have mentioned his name on this show. So he is he is a name that um, all of you know. Well, so. and and I guess honestly, at this point, there's there's some great, I, in my opinion, and of course, I do have a biased opinion. There's some good stuff on Hot Time in Old Town to go back and look at. I mean, your interview with you said Jonathan Bornstein. You had the one with um, with Kenneth Cronholm. You had. CJ Sapong, uh, Bobby Sapong. and Herbs. Um, yeah, I, I, my favorite was actually I interviewed um, the director of performance who came over from Bournemouth, Ben Donachi. Great guy. And I talked about how the different things that they're doing to like adapt. I actually 
thought it was one of my favorite stories I've written for that site. So um, we're doing some some. And TJ, you interviewed uh, Zoe Guralski, and you're you're talking to Kayla Sharples tomorrow, I believe. That's correct. Um, so by the time you're listening to this, uh, TJ will have already talked to her, um, probably. But yeah, it's there's there's lots of good stuff up there. We I think last week we as a site did our best weeks worth of work all year and uh the the clicks may not be there because everybody's kind of mind is in a different spot but i would encourage you to go check it out there's some decent stuff there no and if this thing if this thing happens tomorrow Mm -hmm. i think a lot of people are going to be excited about it so oh no i and if, if you're right i agree um it definitely it's definitely really cool if it all happens and yeah, I'm definitely, and I will say, I'm definitely excited to interview Kayla Sharples. I, I think it'll be fun. I had a lot of fun interviewing Zoe a couple weeks ago. So, you're just one of the girls, TJ. You know what? I learned I learned a lot of things I didn't know about um, last time. I'll learn a lot more stuff I didn't know about tomorrow. And hey, whatever, whatever. It's it's outstanding. It's outstanding to learn about things that I know nothing about and, and I'm not exp- and haven't been through in a lot of years, you know, like the last one with Zoe was living in an apartment with roommates and being stuck with them. Last time I had two roommates was 2000, 2001, maybe. So, you know, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a far cry and things have changed. So it's kind of, it's kind of fun to be able to do that stuff. So I'm, de- I, I am definitely looking forward to it. Chris, what do you got going on? Anything exciting coming up in the next few days? No, 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 <laughs> Uh, Other than annoying the crap out of us, <laughs> I, I do what I can. Yeah. Okay. So, anything? Any other final words, Pat? No, TJ. All right, Chris. You are done. And yeah, I go through everything, but I'm I don't feel like doing it tonight. So, I'll I'll agree with Chris on this one. You're done. I love